You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. We need to retire the phrase, no chance. No chance of that happening. Certainly with the NFL, right? No chance. Tom Brady, there's no chance he's leaving the Patriots. Tom Brady, there's no chance he's joining the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Rob Gronkowski, there's no chance he's coming out of retirement. Luke Keekley, he's not retiring. Lamar Jackson, he's got no chance to be the NFL MVP. Joe Burrow, a year ago, if I said he's going to be the number one pick in the draft, you'd probably say, oh, there's no chance it'll be Tua. Teddy Bridgewater's going to take over for Cam Newton. No chance. Phillip Rivers going to be a Colt. No chance. You know, Andrew Luck's going to retire. No chance. Antonio Brown, completely out of football. Well, you might have said, oh, yeah, I could probably see that. All of those things have happened since last August. So you can't say no chance, certainly when it comes to the NFL. What an odd NFL offseason. And we haven't even gotten to the draft yet. And we could have some drama. There'll be something that happens tomorrow. I still feel like, and, and talking to a source yesterday, I said, you got to help me with Jordan Love. Because it feels like that's the great unknown. And God, do we love great unknowns. Deshaun Watson was right there in front of us. And we'd seen everything. Peyton Manning was on a couple of days ago. What did he say? People looked at me and said, hey, can he get any better? Like, we've seen everything, right? We saw saw all of his games at Tennessee. It's that guy you don't see. And you go, he's got potential. And that's where you get in trouble. Mitchell Trubisky can get you in trouble. Dan Orlovsky had a great tweet. And he said, be honest about the answer. You can either get Carson Wentz or Mitchell Trubisky. Who do you take? You can get Deshaun Watson or Mitchell Trubisky. Who do you take? Watson's missed 11 out of 48 games. Wentz has missed eight starts in 64 games. Trubisky has missed three starts in 41 games. And then Orlovsky ends his tweet, talent over durability. I don't know if it says cut and dried as talent over durability because I want my talented player to have durability, but I would take the risk on Tua. And you have people all over the map. We just had Adam Schefter on. I said to Shefty, what do you think happens, you know, with the, the Dolphins? He goes, I, I, I don't know. Because it changes day to day. And that's why I bring up Jordan Love. Somebody is going to look at Jordan Love the way the Bears looked at Mitchell Trubisky. And they're going to go, man, look at all that potential. And, and he does. I still go back to what you do on Saturdays. Deshaun Watson did it on Saturday. But people wondered, well, is he going to be injury prone? Is he gonna, can he hold up? What kind of quarterback is he going to be in the NFL? You had his coach say, he's Michael Jordan of college football. You don't know. And a lot of these quarterbacks we're seeing are one-year phenomenons. Kyler Murray. You know, Baker Mayfield was a walk-on in two different places. Joe Burrow didn't have a great junior year at LSU. He had the greatest single season in college football history his senior year. Uh, Dwayne Haskins at Ohio State. It was one year. You're, You're only seeing these players at that position for one year. And that's where you got to be a little bit nervous about this. I want sustainability here. And what happens is we get sick of you. And and even listening to the draft, you know, they they re-aired the draft. 
And this is the 2017 draft. And this is how sad Paulie and I are. We're watching. Paulie's still yelling at the Bears to not take Mitchell Trubisky. They didn't listen again. Yeah, I know. I know. But Louis Louis Riddick said it felt like Deshaun Watson overstayed his welcome in college football. We'd seen everything. Now we need to move on with this. And even during the draft, John Gruden is surprised that teams are passing on Patrick Mahomes. Because as Gruden said in real time during the draft, I haven't seen an arm like this since Brett Favre. Now, of course, I'm a loser, and I watched a lot of his games in college because I was always fascinated. And I, truth be told, had no idea it would translate into this kind of success. But I did say to the Danettes, this guy is as fun as any quarterback in college football because it looked like he was out there where you draw up plays in the dirt, and he was going to be able to make whatever throw he wanted to. And I thought that that was incredible. Everything. Then I started to read about him, and I go, oh, man, they're saying he forces it. He wants to be like Favre. That's not a good thing. You know, all these negative things. Gunslinger takes chances. And I thought, oh, okay. And then go to the draft, and that's when my source said, uh, you want to get Patrick Mahomes on. I go, why? I mean, I like him. He goes, oh, he's moving up. I go, wait, what do you mean? No, he's moving up in the draft. I said, well, what round? He goes, first round. I go, he's moving up. How high? He goes, He's moving up. Get him on the show. Now, you know, it's one of those I say to Fritzy, uh, we got to get Patrick Mahomes on. Okay. I mean, we got to get him on now. Why? This is during draft week. He goes, he's moving up. <laughs> Fritzy goes, moving, like, where's he moving? I said, in the draft, he's moving up. You must have thought I was crazy when I said, you got to get Mahomes on. I thought he was like, getting a suitcase. <laughs> he's changing zip codes. Yeah. He's moving on up to the uh, west side or east side. To What's the deluxe apartment in the side? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah Paulie. I was watching the 2017 draft, and Gruden and Lewis Riddick and those guys are there, and and they point out that when, when they the Chiefs trade up to get uh, Mahomes, a couple people on the set were like, man, this is weird. They've got Alex Smith. He's got a winning record. He's 26 touchdowns and five picks Alex Smith had the year they took Mahomes. Yeah. But Gruden jumps in and goes, you know what? Alex Smith is not special. He goes, they think that this guy's special. He goes, I haven't seen throws like this since Favre. And he goes, and Andy Reid loves guys yeah. like that who can do things that most guys can't. This guy. I like that arm on that Mahomes. And then the same thing with Deshaun Watson. Now, I, I, I thought Deshaun Watson was going to be a, a very good quarterback in the NFL. Mahomes, I thought, you know, maybe he's one of those guys that just has potential and, and he's going to be sort of a loose cannon in there. But if you play for a team that's not very good, that you know you can still have fun with him. And lo and behold, you see what he's done in the last two years, and you know he's on his way to a Hall of Fame career. I just saw this. Oh boy, we're gonna have Matt Miller on. He uh, is covering the draft for Bleacher Report. He'll join us coming up. Josina Anderson of the Mothership just tweeted: The Washington Redskins are still fielding inquiries of potential interest as of this morning, but one team in particular has already laid out a complete deal for their number one pick. If you know the team, if you know the team, you know the deal, can't you tweet it? Unless the Redskins say, hey, we got somebody who's, they're absolutely drunk. They want to give us everything here. And then uh, Matt Miller from Bleacher Report said, watch the Patriots trade 13 selections to get the number two pick and take (laughs) Chase Young. I don't think that's going to happen, but he'll join us uh, coming up here. I I was wondering if anybody's going up to get that number two pick, and Washington wants to drum up some interest there. 
Because what you hear is, yeah, we got some teams that are interested, but hey, we love Chase Young. Okay, I get it. Uh, is somebody going up at number two to get Chase Young? Or are they going up to get Tua Tonga-Vailoa? And a long-winded way of getting back to Jordan Love, I think somebody does something a little crazy tomorrow night with Jordan Love. I, I Maybe I'm absolutely wrong, but I just talking to somebody yesterday, and he said, look, I don't like him. I, I, I wouldn't go all in as a first-round draft pick, but there are people who really like him. They really like him because they see. If we saw Jordan Love play, you know, in the SEC or ACC, and you saw his all of his games the last two years, you'd go, "Oh, he kind of reminds me of Dak Prescott." But it feels like there's this great mystery that somebody's going to go, "You didn't see this like we did," and I think teams learn from what Andy Reid did because Andy Reid said, "I got a capable quarterback here in Alex Smith." Pro Bowl quarterback, led us to the playoffs. You have to take a chance. And, and, and this is what Dan Orlovsky was saying the other day. You got to take a chance. And that means you got to take a chance on Tua. It, it, it feels like you're at the craps table. Do you, feel, do you have a team in your head that's going to do something? Like, no, I don't. Like I, in your I asked, opinion. Now I asked my source, I said, who's going who's gonna to do something? He said, I don't know. I just know that the chatter amongst scouts is they're fascinated about Jordan Love. That They're not quite sure because they, they know what they see in Justin Herbert. This, this was the down low I got yesterday. Burrow, they think, is real but won't be really great. Tua has the chance to be really great or in five years he's not playing in the NFL. Justin Herbert, they know exactly what they're getting. Jordan Love is the mystery. And if you look back, we've seen Justin Herbert the last couple of years with all that hype. We've seen Tua Tonga-Vailoa. We've seen Joe Burrow. Who's the guy we haven't seen? Jordan Love. Oh, it's so good. It is so good. Poll options, McLevin, what do you have for us today? By the way, we say good morning to our radio and TV partners. You can watch and you can enjoy, hopefully. Uh, YouTube.com slash The Dan Patrick Show. We got a new T-shirt with Rob Gronkowski going to the Buccaneers, the uh, Gronkineers, and uh, it's sleeveless, of course. Sun's out, gun's out on the back, and uh, up on the website right now. And, yes, we have until the 27th. You got five more days to get the Tampa Bay T-shirt. Five more shopping days. <laughs> and then we will comply with uh, the law firm who uh, reached out to us, and they were very nice. And uh, we did come up with our new T-shirt. Uh, how's that? Uh, what's that T-shirt read, Seton? So his name is Tom. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Right. That's we really the, made that. Yeah, we did. I said. We well, really did. Yeah. yeah. They're selling. Yeah. Okay. Because that's what, it, you know, the letter we got from the law firm said, you know, they pointed some things out that his name his is Tom. His first name is Tom. First name is Tom. And his last name is Brady and he wears number 12. And I go, well, why don't we just make that T-shirt? Like, like Tom can't trademark Tom. And uh, so those websites are up there. And what's it read, Seton? On the front, yeah. I believe it says his first name is Tom. Okay, and on the back? And it says, we appreciate your enthusiasm. 
<laughs> that was all also in the letter that said, we appreciate your enthusiasm. I don't want to get sued. It feels like we do. With putting that up there? <laughs> We're quoting a, a, the letter from the law office. Yeah, but I'm, I'm, I'm also listening to what was said in the letter to us to take it down, which we will. And we'll send a letter to them to say, we're going to comply and take this down. Absolutely. We understand that when Tom gets it. Now, could we push this if we wanted to? Yeah, we could, but I don't want to. You know, we, we've, we've, we've done. Does Gronk have a lawyer? Because if he is he represented by the same people with Brady? Because we may get one of these letters from Gronk with uh, Gronk and ears. Yes, Eden. And yeah, I mean, we can acknowledge that we're being generous in our own right by giving up uh, the shirt that we created. Yeah. To Tom and yes. his uh, intellectual property. I'm giving the shirt off my back to Tom Brady. Literally. Literally giving that up there. All right, McLevin, what's the poll question? Okay, last night, uh, Paul had to endure watching Mitchell Trubisky being drafted. Who is the quarterback in five years that we're going to say, I can't believe that team picked him there? If I give you Joe Burrow, Tua, Jalen Hurts, Jordan Love, and Justin Herbert. Who's the guy in five years who are like, oh my gosh, I can't believe how wrong everybody was. It'll be Jordan Love or Jalen Hurts, I feel like. Because if, if Miami takes Tua or the Chargers take Tua, I don't think we're going to be critical of them. If, if somebody goes goofy and goes up and then takes Justin Herbert at number two, then we might be doing that. It's who did or didn't take Jordan Love, and to a lesser degree, who did or didn't take Jalen Hurts. Because I could still G see Jalen Hurts as, as a, a guy in Carolina where you could get him maybe in the third round and, and he's your backup to Teddy Bridgewater. Maybe. But I just if Tua starts to fall, Jacksonville, Raiders, and Carolina, from what I'm told, are going to seize the opportunity. And they'd be crazy not to. If I'm Jacksonville and I got Gardner Minshew and I can get Tua at a discounted rate, yep. The Raiders is tricky from what I was told because – Okay, you got Carr, and you, you bring in Marcus Mariota. And, and I think they do have a soft spot in their heart for Carr, even though it feels like it's, it, it's very tenuous there. And then you bring in Mariota, can they – and Gruden knows quarterbacks. Can you make him a reclamation project? Yes, but if Tua falls in your lap and you go into a new stadium, uh, I think that'll be tough to pass up there. But Jordan Love, definitely – Somebody's going to be really, in pun intended, in love. Really in love. Uh, Jalen Hurts. I like, I like Jalen Hurts as you know, kind of a discounted quarterback. Yeah, McLevin. What if Justin Herbert is the Blake Bortles of this draft and he goes two or three to a but, team who's been slow playing him? Well, we expect him to be up there. If he doesn't go two or three, then he's going to go five or six. That's not a big – Mitchell Trubisky shocked us, right? They traded up for him. Yeah, McLevin. He was moving up mock drafts mysteriously, Trubisky. He was like, by the end, he was four or five on everybody's mock. Two was shocking. But the amazing thing is there, there was nothing that I saw from Trubisky where I went, I get it. I get it. You know, if you're, if you're lighting up the ACC, <laughs> I mean, hey, he, did you see what he did against Wake Forest? Uh... No. Yeah, Paul. And Jalen Hurts could be the other way, right? How do we pass on this guy? He's a bigger, stronger Kyler Murray. He, he ran for 1,300 yards last year at the quarterback position. He threw for 4,000 yards and a 70% passer. In college, at Alabama and Oklahoma, he threw for 80 touchdowns and 20 picks. But I think he's been pigeonholed as like a fullback, 
in a you know a halfback in a quarterback's position and he can't get out of it. Yeah, there's a little bit of a Dak Prescott with him as well. I can, I can see that sort of hybrid there, but that's not bad. Not bad at all. Jordan Love had 17 interceptions last year. That's the most in FBS. Yeah, McLovin. Can you explain that? I still don't get it. He was so bad last year. Well, it's a new... Okay, this is what I was told. My source said, hey, had a whole new scheme. He didn't master the scheme. And there were injuries. And he did not have anywhere near the offense he had the previous year. Because I watched two full games last year. Because I was told, you got to see this Jordan Love guy. I said, who's he play for? He said, Utah State. And I go, all right, I'm going to watch Utah State. And I did. And I went... I don't get it. And then my source goes, watch him again. I watched again. I said, I don't get it. And he said, all right, well, those aren't those were two bad games. I go, well, tell me when he has a good one. I got to go back to the previous year, 2018. But he does have a ton of talent. I don't want to hear somebody has a big arm. I, 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 I don't. I, you know what I'd love to hear? This guy has the ability to process in real time. And he stands in the pocket. When he gets hit, he gets back up. When he throws an interception, he comes back with even more. Con- Those are the things I want at that position. You can have a big arm. I, and usually when they lead with that, it feels like you're lacking in something else that I think is really important. The intangibles at that position are so important. More so than any other position. In, in all the sports, the intangibles. What's Brady... You know, if you put him at the combine again, like there's no physical traits where you go, God, he's got, he's got, he, no, he doesn't have any of that. He has intangibles. He's, con- he's considered mentally tough, smart. And that's what that position requires. If they can't put their hands on you, you have blocking schemes there. You know, guys can throw for 4,000 yards accidentally. And you can throw for 30 touchdowns or 30 interceptions. But at that position, I want to know, how do you process the game? Because everybody else is going to put up good numbers. But the difference is putting up numbers, but also putting up numbers when you need to, when the game's on the line. And that's why I would take Russell Wilson over anybody. Game on the line. Drive to win it. I think he's the best quarterback in football. And I haven't wavered off that the last couple of years. In fact, I go back to the Super Bowl that they lost against New England. And I saw he was the better quarterback on the field that day. I thought he was spectacular. Now, granted, that play call, horrible. And we know how it ended. But, you know, you get that guy who's smart. You know, I, I can take advantage here. I've been in this situation. I process this. I've done my, my homework. That's what you want. Not somebody who's got a big arm. It's like the guy who, man, that guy can throw hard. Does he throw it over the plate? No, but he can throw hard. Eh, I'd prefer that you maybe threw it over the plate here. Um, Paulie, do I have to take a break right now? You do. Okay. And you got to watch something. Tom Brady just posted a nice video. Is it about us? <laughs> no, no. It's oh, 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 not oh, lawsuit okay. related. Oh. It's Gronk related. Oh, Gronk related. Oh, okay. Oh, you just sent me a link. Okay, we'll take a break here. Uh, Matt Miller, Bleacher Report, will join us. Does a great job the last decade covering the draft. Uh, Nick Saban, in an hour from now, we'll check in with the Buccaneers coming up top of the hour. We'll get to phone calls as well. It's 21 after the hour, Dan Patrick Show.
Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Get to your phone calls coming up. In fact, we'll get to Ryan in Ohio right now. Hey, Ryan, what's on your mind? Hey, Dan, 65240. I am uh, curious what your thoughts are on the Browns um, investigating trade options for Trent Williams or if you think that they should draft tackle in the first round. I'll hang up and listen. Thanks. Um, Trent's going to cost you a lot, but you might look at doing both. Uh, I was just told that the Redskins will trade Trent Williams and get a number one pick and then use that pick on an offensive line. And uh, my source said that still believes Chase Young is going to Washington. No matter what is being said here about, you know, somebody's got a complete package here. Josina Anderson from the Mothership covers the NFL said that, uh, you know, the Redskins are fielding offers here, inquiries, and that uh, somebody has put an offer there in front of the Redskins. I don't know if it's an offer that they can refuse or can't refuse, but uh, I was told Trent Williams will be traded and uh, Washington will get a, a first-round pick. Maybe that's to Cleveland. But, oh, by the way, we just saw this video that Tom Brady put out. And I, this can't be in Tampa. This has to be in New England where Tom's in his backyard and he's got a horn, like one of those <laughs> Viking horns or something. Like, and then Gronk comes out of the woods here. And then he says, he's out of breath. He goes, Gronk, reporting, reporting his order. I don't know when they shot this. But uh, Brady just put it out. Make it seem like Gronk has come to the rescue there in Tampa. But uh, it's good. But that's New England. That is not Tampa. They must have just said, you know what? Spoof somebody. Because eventually, you know, maybe you do come out of retirement. If not, it would be fun to kind of, uh, you know, stir the pot a little bit. Yeah, Paul. Did he make one with Edelman as well, just in case? <laughs> feel bad for, uh, for Jules. He's going to look around that locker room and go, what am I doing? Who are these guys? He's got to be like, what in the hell happened? Wait, wait, when are, what? wait. I'm the last one? Yeah. Wait, who do I got? Oh, I got Chris Hogan here. Oh, okay. Now I feel better. Dola's gone. Everybody's gone, man. Dola. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody made the same joke yesterday about Edelman. And just kind of being sad, looking out the window, and nobody's, you know, every, Gronk's gone. Why not trade Edelman as well? I don't know what you get for Edelman, but... Uh, Unless Belichick's, it, it, unless he can win the, it, you know, the trade, then, you know, you're not going to go, you know, hey, Jules, I know you're kind of sad. I'm going to send you to Tampa Bay. I don't think uh, Belichick really cares. Uh, Matt Miller, Bleacher Report, NFL draft expert, and uh, has been doing so for uh, a decade or so. Good to have you back, Matt. How are you? I'm doing well, Dan. It's good to be back on with you guys as well. All right, uh, explain this. Josina Anderson had something that maybe somebody's going up to get the number two pick with the Washington Redskins. Um, factor fit. I mean, yeah. is there something here? <laughs> I'm sure someone has tried, but that doesn't mean it's going to happen. And I, I think with Chase Young, I, I almost feel like this happens every year, usually with an Ohio State defensive end. Like this happened to Nick and Joey Bosa, too, where by late April, we're like, oh, we're over this guy. He's been great for three years. <laughs> I don't want to hear about it anymore. But Chase Young is the best player in the draft. No disrespect to Joe Burrow. Chase Young is the best player in the draft. He should be a 10 or 12 sack player right away. He's going to have an amazing impact. That's not the kind of guy you trade away from, especially when I do think it is a need. So I'm, I'm sure Josina's right. I'm sure someone did offer a package of picks 
That doesn't mean Washington has to take that package of picks. Uh, as you were saying before, I think it's more likely they trade Trent Williams, whether that's to the, the Browns, the Buccaneers, the Broncos, someone in that 10 to 15 pick range. And then they, you know, they double down and get a, an offensive tackle somewhere uh, in the you know, middle of the first round. And I don't know who needs that tackle more. Is it, is it Denver? Is it uh, Cleveland? Or is it Tampa? I mean, Tampa's offensive line is not good at all. But if you were going to place Trent Williams, where would you place him? Well, if I'm Trent Williams, I want to go to Tampa. I want to play with Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski and have, have fun down there at the uh, adult establishments that they have in Tampa Bay. I don't want to go to <laughs> Cleveland and deal with Baker Mayfield and, and you know all the personalities on that team. Denver would be okay, but like you're not beating Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs. So if you go to Denver, you see at best you're a wild card team uh, for as long as you know he's 32 for the rest of your career. You're a wild card team. Uh, so if I'm Trent Williams, I I think he's his own agent. So uh, he should be talking to Kyle Smith and the Redskins today, saying, "Hey, I want to go to Tampa. That's where I want to end up." Because um, other than that, I mean, you know, the Jets, even a lot of the other teams that need offensive tackles and might be willing to trade, they're just they're not good teams. And you have the possibility of going to Tampa, which uh, I heard this morning that they almost dealt for him a, a couple weeks ago. They almost traded O.J. Howard for Trent Williams. So I, I think there's already a hmm. framework there that hopefully something like that does get done. Who will make a trade tomorrow in the first round? Oh, I think a lot of people. I think we're going to see a lot of trades this year because these GMs have been sitting at home trying to avoid their wives and kids with nothing to do but get on the phone with each other. So I, I think we'll see a lot of trades um, I think we, you know, the Panthers probably want to trade back. The Cardinals, the Jaguars probably want to trade back. So that's three teams in the top ten. I think the Falcons would like to come up to get C.J. Henderson from Florida. Feels like the Broncos would like to come up as well to get a wide receiver like Jerry Judy from Alabama or C.D. Lamb from Oklahoma. So I think we could see a decent amount of action. You know, Also, like we always see a little bit at the end of the first round, but the 49ers don't have a pick in round two, three, or four. They're going to want more picks. The Chiefs only have five selections in this draft. They're going to want more picks. Saints only have five picks. So I think we could even see those, you know, 24 to 32, we could see a lot of action there as people try to get out. When we're re-watching this draft in five years, who's the quarterback that we can't believe was drafted in that spot? If I said Burrow, Tua, Herbert, Jordan Love, or Jalen Hurts? I will take Jordan Love just because I feel like he does have the best potential, but potential is such a dirty word in evaluating because not very many people realize it. Um, I'm sure like everybody else, I was watching the 2017 redraft last night and to see Mahomes fall to 10 and, and there'd be a lot of skepticism of what this guy is going to be. He went to the perfect landing spot and for Jordan Love, it, it would take a similar perfect landing spot. Maybe that's the Colts where he can sit and learn from Phillip Rivers um, somewhere where he's not going to be forced into action right away. Maybe it's Tampa, where he can learn behind Tom until he's ready to move on. But I think Jordan Love's raw talent is really intriguing, not to the point that he should be a top-five pick, maybe not even a top-ten pick. But I, I do think if there's going to be one guy on the positive side, if there's one guy that surprises us, it would be Jordan Love. On the negative, I, I mean, I feel really good that Justin Herbert's going to go number five overall, and I feel really good that he should not go number five overall. So he might be the the mischievousy. I just don't think he's that good, Dan. I really don't. Uh, I, everyone, when they talk about Justin Herbert, they point to one game, the Rose Bowl, and then it's like, oh, but look how good he was at the Senior Bowl in the Combine. You're in shorts. There's no defense. But, Matt, if you see he, it, why don't other teams see it? I think because I don't have to draft a quarterback or I'm going to lose my job. Like, Bleach Report's <laughs> not going to fire me if I miss on a quarterback. You know, you know, I'm going to get embarrassed on Twitter. That's all that's going to happen. So <laughs> there's so much pressure from – 
owners and fans, and especially, you know, if you're Miami, you haven't had a quarterback since Dan Marino. And you have to look at what Drew Brees does every year in New Orleans and say, we, we passed on that. So now I think there is just an incredible amount of pressure. It's why E.J. Manuel goes in the first round. It's why you trade up for Mitch Trubisky. It's, it's you know, this position where any other gets, other gets over-evaluated. Justin Herbert at the end of the year was not the second-best quarterback in his draft class. But Thursday night, he'll be drafted at that spot. So I think that's where sort of teams miss and, and mess up. And I hope I'm wrong. I, I want every player to succeed. But I just cannot sign off on that guy being a top-five pick. What about Tua? I love Tua. Uh, man, it, you just feel bad for him because of the injuries. Uh, I, I, think he sh- I think that's who Miami should draft. But, again, if, you know, if he has arthritis in his hip and, and can't play to the level we expect, I don't get fired for saying that's who they should draft. There are questions there. He's had four surgeries in two years. You know, the hand, both ankles, and the hip. And even if you say, hey, he's, he's cleared for football activity, Okay, he is today, April 22nd. What's going to happen October 5th? How's he going to look there? He's, he's not stayed healthy for an entire season at Alabama. And so I think when you draft him, that's just something you might have to deal with. You might have to be aware of the fact that we might not get this guy for 16 games. This might be a Ben Roethlisberger situation where he's going to be really good when he's on the field, and when he's not, you need to have a, a pretty good backup because it might not be or 17 games once we get to that level. But I think Tua does everything you want touch, timing, accuracy, you know, like the, the most important part of playing the position, can you throw the ball where it's supposed to go? Tua does that really, really well. He does it consistently from the pocket, on the move. It's you know, outside of the injuries. I think he's everything you would want. Well, that's why I, if I'm the Chargers and he falls into my lap at six and I'm moving into a new stadium and, and we can sit him for as long as we want uh, with Tyrod Taylor, you know, it's, and I've had people say this, when it comes – to the draft, you take risk. You take chances. Dan Orlovsky said, hey, you take a ch- I know what Justin Herbert is. I'm not quite sure what Tua is going to be. Don't be afraid to be great. Don't be afraid to roll the dice here. If I'm the Chargers and Tua is there and you, and you really feel like you want a quarterback, uh, I, I consider that a godsend. I do too. And it, it, not just from a business perspective of you're moving into a new stadium, you need a face of the franchise. From a football perspective, like you said, they, they are telling everyone who will listen that they like Tyrod Taylor. Okay, let Tyrod play until you feel comfortable with Tua, until he can acclimate and you're really, really comfortable with the health. But I do think people forget the owners are involved in the draft. In a normal year, that owner is in the draft room with yeah. everyone, helping make these decisions. And eventually you have to sell tickets. Tua being from Hawaii, keep him over there on the West Coast. In L.A., he's going to be a superstar and you're also getting – I think he's the most marketable, most well-known player in this draft. Joe Burrow is going to be the first pick. Two is the household name. I get asked about him more than any player in the draft. So I think it makes sense for the Chargers. Not to mention, how amazing is he going to look in those new uniforms? Yeah, those Some guys just look like they're meant to be on a team. Two is meant to be a Charger. That's great. Maybe it'll make him look faster. Uh, Matt Miller, Bleacher Report, <laughs> NFL Draft Insider, joining us here. All right. I'm going to make you the GM and just give me like a – 10 or 15 second, what you would do. You're the Bengals GM. What do you do at number one? Joe Burrow without, I've already handed the card in. It's that easy. Okay. The Redskins. Chase Young. Again, similar. It's that easy. This is a, a generational type talent. Detroit. I would trade. I would try to trade out. I think you could move back to five or six and still get Jeff Okuda, the corner from Ohio State. Would you consider a quarterback at three? 
Not if I'm the Lions. They have too much money wrapped up in Matthew Stafford. I think you have to – you're paying him $30 million this year. I think you have to give it one more year if it doesn't work. Next year you look at Trevor Lawrence, Trey Lance, Justin Fields. I think 2021 is when you move on if you have to. And the New York Giants. So I would take Isaiah Simmons because I, I know exactly what he is. He's a difference maker. I compared him to Sean Taylor. Like, I've never seen anyone on oh. defense like this. They'll probably take an offensive tackle because it's Dave Gettleman. But the, the chance, like, Isaiah Simmons is so much better at his position than all these tackles are at theirs. There's not, you know, there's not a Trent Williams, a Tyron Smith. There's not a, a, an elite tackle. Isaiah Simmons is an elite defensive player. Miami Dolphins. I would take Tua and, and say, you know what? We, we missed on Drew Brees because we were a little afraid to take a risk. We're not going to make that same mistake again. The Chargers, if two is not there. So I would take a tackle. I would take Jedrick Wills. The, the trade of Russell Okung. I would take a tackle, roll with Tyrod Taylor. And then in the second round, I would draft Jalen Hurts. He's probably going to be there. He fits what they want to do offensively. At 37 overall, if I could walk out of there with Jedrick Wills and Jalen Hurts, I would feel very, very good about my first two picks. And I was wondering if, if let's say Tua is available for Carolina available for Jacksonville, available for the Raiders. Out of those three teams, who bites? I, I would say the Jags, uh, just because Gardner Minshew, you have nothing invested in him. Like, you got kind of lucky last year that he was good. Salary's unimportant, and if you replace him, it's, this guy was a day three pick. We didn't value him that much at the time. We now have a very inexpensive, very good quarterback room. The Panthers have invested in Teddy for a couple of years. And with the Raiders, I actually don't think two is a great fit for John Gruden's offense. So I, mean, I can understand the, the allure there. Yeah. John always wants to get better at quarterback, but I think of those, Jacksonville would be the best fit for him. I'll leave you with this. Write the headline for Friday morning. Oh, wow. That's tough. I mean, I think the headline's going to be about the quarterbacks falling. Herbert's going to go five, and then where Tua goes, if he doesn't go six, you know, do the Patriots trade up to get him? Do the Saints get their quarterback of the future? Do the Packers get a quarterback of the future? So I think, you know, when I stumble out of bed Friday morning, that's probably what I'll be thinking about is how much the quarterback landscape in the NFL changed overnight. Great stuff, Matt, and uh, have fun tomorrow. We appreciate your time. Yeah, appreciate you guys. Have a great one. That's Matt Miller, Bleacher Report, NFL draft expert. Yeah, really, I look at Tua as that's where the draft starts or changes. Chase Young should go two. Joe Burrow goes one. If Detroit wants to play it safe and take the great defensive back, Jeff Okuda, out of Ohio State. All right, I get that. Giants, do you take a great defensive player or do you take uh, you know an offensive need and get a tackle there? Then it gets interesting. What do the Dolphins do when they're on the clock? Do they want that quarterback? You can put him behind Ryan Fitzpatrick. Uh, and then the Chargers. Do the Chargers, if... If two is there, do they take him? If Justin Herbert is there, do they take him? So it feels like it's it's Tua is making people think because you're not quite sure. We'll talk to uh, his head coach. We'll talk to Nick Saban coming up next hour. We'll take a break here and uh, come back here on the Dan Patrick Show after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live every day at YouTube.com slash The Dan Patrick Show. On this day, 2004, former Cardinal safety Pat Tillman killed in Afghanistan by friendly fire. Wow. 16 years ago. Uh, I hope his uh, 
his wife is doing okay today. 2004. Was it on this day that Gronk announced his retirement? I, I think we had Tom Curran on. And I, is that the case, Andy? I'll check. Uh, it's right about now, I think. I'll, you think it's exactly today? I thought it was, and we had Tom Curran on. Yeah, Paul. I got March 24th, 2019. I got March 24th. Oh, okay. Yeah, for some reason, I thought it was around this time. but uh, So it was a, a month ago that he was, or last month, how many years ago? Three years ago for Gronk? I don't even know what day of the week it is right now. So, I, I mean, I'm not. It's, kind it's of, Tuesday, Dan. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> uh, Dan, I, that, would, that I, would be Tuesday. <laughs> I, you could have convinced me. The way Seton said it, yes. he sounded like he knew what he's talking about. Like, it is yeah. Tuesday. Yeah. I, oh, yeah. All right. right. I mean, it doesn't matter. Like, all these days where you go. I base I, everything on uh, when garbage day is. That's the only way that I know and, what's happening. And today weekend. is garbage day for me, and that's the only reason why I knew it was Wednesday. There you go. Yes, Paulie. What do you guys do when you have way too much garbage? Do you pile it on top and try to crunch it down or put it on the sides and risk animals getting it? What's your policy? I bring it in to the studio and we have a big <laughs> dumpster out there. Really? Yeah, I offload. Yeah. That's a good move. Do you remember when I I had to get this medical, I had to get this document and I accidentally threw it away and that's when I had to come back here on a Saturday morning. And I had to jump in the dumpster. Dumpster dive. Yeah. To find this document or I couldn't go and get this blood work done. And I'm and they had the security camera. The big German has all, you know, this uh, armada of security cameras and he's punching it up and he records me jumping into the dumpster <laughs> to get this document here. Uh, Todd, when's the last time you took out the garbage? Hmm, what year is this? Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> uh, I saw where J-Lo and A-Rod are interested in maybe getting investors to buy the Mets there. They would be the faces of the franchise, which is good. Uh, don't know how A-Rod would be obviously involved in the baseball part of this, but I don't know if he's putting up money. How does that work when you say, we want to get a group together, we want to use your money, but we want to get a group together? I'd like to do that. I'd like to get a group together with your money and we do something. Yeah, Paul. I know it's way down the road and it's just one of those stories in the New York papers, but it, MLB has to approve all owners. Just yeah. like they did with, you know, they didn't approve Mark Cuban when he went for the uh, Cubs. They slapped him on the wrist. Yeah. I wonder if A-Rod with his past, even though it's a long time ago, would be approved for ownership. I think it's a great question and that's the elephant in the room. Does Rob Manfred look at A-Rod and what's he see? Who's he see? And, you know, this, this guy went after baseball. You know, he, he's, a, he's a cheater. Um, it feels like his image has been greatly softened because of J-Lo, because, you know, these networks have hired him to be their lead analyst, the mothership. Fox puts him on in the postseason. Uh, you know, J-Lo, the halftime show, A-Rod is there. You know, it's, to me, it's, it's sort of an orchestrated way of softening that negative image that A-Rod had to get him into the Hall of Fame. I really believe that that plays a large role in this. But if he wants to be the face or the faces of the Mets, um, I guess they could do worse. Yeah, Paul. You got to give A-Rod credit for pulling this off, though. I've seen him on Shark Tank. I've, I've seen him on different shows where he's like a celebrity judge. And 
And the casual sports fan is forgetting about his past. The you know, casual he, sports fan. He looks good. He sounds good. But And you're right. This whole new wave of baseball writer Hall of Fame voters, you know, they're going to look at this differently than somebody my age, somebody who's been around the game. Uh, they're going to look at steroids differently. You know, the question is, can Clemens and Bonds hold on to tap into that new wave of Hall of Fame voter? A-Rod's going to benefit. And A-Rod put up unbelievable numbers. And he was a wonderful player. But when you get popped a couple of times, you shouldn't be eligible for the Hall of Fame, in my opinion. If, if one time, okay. Second time, you should be out of baseball. I mean, that's the way I would... If you want to get him out of the game, that's how you do it. Baseball used to have, like... You could get you could test positive for like five times. And and you know, your suspension wasn't like a year. I mean, it was crazy back then. Like, oh, you tested positive. <laughs> you tested positive again. I, I think it was like five times and then they gave you like ten games or something crazy. Yeah, point. I miss the real old days before O two when there was no testing. You had to get caught with it on your locker shelf. <laughs> We had to catch you with a needle in your arm. Big bag of steroids. Yeah. Hey, Conseco and McGuire, what are you doing in that bathroom stall? Uh, nothing? Nothing? Big bag of steroids. <laughs> Big gym bag that says steroids on the side, like a UPS label. Yeah. <laughs> you could what be sick. Well, okay. Special. Going into, I remember going yeah. into uh, the Mets locker room at 86. And I saw this big bowl of, I thought it was like M&M's or something. And it was speed. These are the best M&M's I've ever had. Yeah. I'm going to have some more. Yeah. Oh, the good old days. Coming up, we'll check in with Rick Stroud. Does a great job covering Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Great columnist. And Nick Saban will join us as well. Final hour on this Wednesday, Dan Patrick Show. One more item in the second hour, and did you know in today's digital world, you're more likely to have your identity stolen than your car stolen or home burglarized? Well, that should make you feel a little better about the locks on your car and the doors at home. You probably get a little nervous about your digital footprint. It's important to understand how cybercrime is affecting our lives. Identity theft is another serious issue. Someone's identity is stolen every two seconds. And you could miss these identity threats if you're only monitoring your credit. LifeLock doesn't do that. LifeLock detects a wide range of identity threats like your social security number on. 